Well, uh, g'day everyone. This is Matt's mates, and one of my mates uh, became a mate, uh, really not by choice, but my, my sister's choice. This is uh, my brother-in-law, David Campbell, and uh, thanks for joining us, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> and, well, and sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I look, I, I understand. Well, I, I kind of understand. Anyway, that's a whole other question. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, right now, uh, people in Tassie, a lot of people in Tassie bumped into you last year because uh, yep. you were here for six months uh, and then in the UK for six months having a sabbatical. But now you're back in Jamaica. Yep. And uh, how, how is the situation shaping up there? But I guess to start with, for the nation of Jamaica, how's, how's the, the whole COVID-19 thing looking there? Yeah, um, so in terms of the, di the disease and, and this the curve we all want to flatten, um, the, the government's done a remarkable job at getting ahead of the game, um, considering the fact that we have quite limited resources. So, so people are generally very, very pleased with the government and, and, uh, and remarkably are complying with the government, which is not necessarily a cultural trait. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that... You know, schools were closed very, very early on. So, so there's we had our first case arrive, and then the, the uh, I can't remember when it was, somewhere around seventh, eighth, ninth of March, something like that. Um, and it sort of had a gradual climb. Um, just today, having said that, we had a new uh, 32 new cases today from a call centre. Um, so all those people have been coming to and from work on the buses. So, so that's a big concern because. Um, so, but, it, but generally speaking, in terms of the increase of the disease, it's not been um, out of control, um, not like wildfire. Um, so people are um, pleased with that and people are generally trying to you know, do what they can to, to support the government in their efforts to contain the spread. Um, health workers, they've, been put, they've got a dedicated ward set aside, um, but our healthcare system would be very, very stretched. Um, I think the government managed to put together to order 32 new ventilators from somewhere, but like the, you know, we we just we don't have the capacity for a major public mm. health crisis, so there is a, a great deal of concern about that. Mm. So that's one side of things. Um, the other flip side of that is economically, because the restrictions came in early, um, and um, you know, somewhere around a quarter of jobs in Jamaica are somehow related to tourism. So there's, there's the hotels, all their employees, all the farmers who supply the hotels with fresh veggies, all the people who make the craft items that go in the gift shops, the people who run the tour buses, the people who, you know, guide people around on horseback rides here, there and everywhere, and or, or whatever there is, you know, ATV tours, all that stuff. So... You know, if one in every four jobs is somehow related to tourism, pretty much, you know, I mean, not it's tourism isn't completely dead, but it's it's largely um, there is there are no there's a travel ban, there's, so there's travel restrictions, no overseas people are now coming into Jamaica. Um, so that that immediate impact and then the knock on impact to that has been very, very severe. Um, plus non-essential workers not going to work. A lot of people don't work yeah a lot of people are not on official staff or have unofficial jobs um so their jobs have just disappeared um 
and their income and their livelihoods have been instantly affected. So um, even people I know, like, you know, just within three days of the restrictions landing, um, a guy I know runs a taxi up and down the hill where we live, and um, he has to pay rent for his taxi every day because it's not his, and he couldn't cover the money to take the taxi on the road because the roads were so quiet. And so he's just stopped because he can't, can't afford to work. It makes no sense. The income's just not there. So there are people all over the island who've just lost work overnight. And so that, that's, effect, that's the thing that's really, really affecting everybody right away. Um, in Trenchtown, the community we work in predominantly, a lot of kids get their, their one substantial meal for the day when they're at school, they're on the school feeding program. So if there's no school, there's no food. Um, so yeah, it, there's a lot of people who are really, really feeling the knock-on effect of, of this crisis. So how long can this be sustained for them? <laughs> I mean, the one thing about Jamaicans is that they're used to doing it tough and they're used to, help, they're used to helping each other. Um, so that's kind of what's happening. People are toughing it out and helping mm. each other as much as they can. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, I, I don't know exactly how long it could be, can be sustained. I mean, I know that, that, um, uh, and you're probably going to ask about this a little bit, but we've certainly been trying to help those in the greatest mm. need. Um, and, and it's been remarkable to see how many people have help, helped us help them. Um, and I think a lot of others are doing the same. Lots and lots of churches are finding ways to respond at the moment. So tell us yeah. more about that. How, how you work with the Mob Fusion over there, who we both used to work with. Well, you still work with. I'm now working with the church. But um, how, how, how is the Fusion team responding to this? Yeah, so um, it's, it's a lovely little sort of bunch of connections, actually, because, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, there's currently restrictions on any any meeting over 10 um you know uh, we're not quite as tight i know some places it's down to any no one above two um mm. but yeah there can still be gatherings but but nothing above 10 and, and basically any non-essential public gathering they don't want to happen at all so um so we've had to close down I mean, our regular pro kids club programs would have 60 to 80 kids so obviously that was an instant thing that we'd shut down um, but we've got a lot of relationships with, you know, particularly the Trenchtown community. We've been serving the kids and the youth there for mm, 15, I mean, I, I've been there for what, 20 plus years, but yeah, about 15 years uh, under fusion. Um, so there's a great, uh, there's a lot of trust there, a lot mm. of um, relationship going back over many years. So we sort of said, okay, well, how can we respond? And one of the initial things um, was a prayer request from Albania where those guys are in, I guess, in some ways a similar boat with a lot of people who were immediately affected by the government restrictions. And what, so they wanted to do care packages going out and just providing people with basic food and other necessities. And we saw that and shared it with our little prayer WhatsApp group um, for Fusion Jamaica. And one of the people on the group responded by saying, oh, I love what they're doing and I, and I want to give. And so they were able to send a gift. You know, we, we sort of got a gift out there to the guys in Albania to bless them and help them do what they were doing. And um, then uh, another partner charity we were working with said, oh, we want to do a similar project here in Jamaica. 
And so then we put that word out to that and got a few gifts then towards helping them. So, so the first one, they probably covered about 70% of the cost and we did 30, but then we did a lot of the on the ground networking, going to families of kids, club kids and connecting and finding out, okay, who is in real need right now um, and empower the young people then to go out and, and bring food and care packages to people there. Um, that was one Saturday. Then the following Sunday, I shared it with my church and they just said, oh, we want to get behind you. Um, we had an online service. And so they, they bought 50 more packages, um, you know, that following that coming week. And then a few other people donated. And then we got a few other donations from overseas and locally. So in the end, we ended up to be able to not just the 50 packages, which was mostly dry stuff. Then we got a bunch of fresh stuff to go with it. Um, and as well as that, we got a sizable cash donation. So we then could give a voucher and particularly pre-Easter because Easter's obviously people want to have a nice meal over Easter. Mm. So we were able to give a voucher to every family that sends kids to kids club. Um, and the voucher is redeemable at the local wholesale. Um, so we supported a local business where he was struggling and, and each person then could use their, their little voucher to top up their grocery bill and buy what they needed to buy. So we were able to, to bless a whole lot of people and, then more donations came in after that. So we're doing another one this coming Saturday and, and we're already geared up for another one after that. So we, we've got, you know, the, it's just been an incredible sort of um, knock on effect, domino effect um, of being able to um, stand with people in real need. So just before, I've, I know you've got some photos there we can see, but just to help people understand Trenchtown, of course, people might know from Bob Marley, but uh, What's the population? What's life like in Trenchtown normally? Like... Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's probably around about 9,000-ish or so, something like that. So I'd need to look at the latest SDC, but it's fairly close to that. Um, and what's life like? Um, uh, less than 1% of kids are likely to get a tertiary education. Um, uh, I think over half the households are, um, well, well I, um, I can't remember the percentage, it's way up in the, somewhere around the 90% are single parent households, but, um, uh, but more than half the households have a parent who doesn't have a, uh, hasn't got completed their primary school education. Um, so employment is not easy to find. And there's a lot of people who have rudimentary, play, uh, rudimentary employment, but I'd say in terms of official actually having a proper job and a salary and being on staff, I think if you take it from that measure, I think it's about 65% unemployment, somewhere around that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of unemployment, a lot of poverty, hmm. a lot of very broken homes, a lot of single parent homes, a whole lot of kids, um, a lot of teenage pregnancy. Um, and... Yeah. Um, so obviously when, when economic times are tough, it's one of the communities that feels it fairly early on. So I believe you've got some photos there that you can mm. give us a bit of a picture or even some short videos that you can show us. So, so give us some sort of sense of what, what you've been up to and, and how it's being received. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will try and share my screen then. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So this was one of the elderly ladies who, who received, um, you know, a package, um, and if I can see if I can make this out. Oh, there you go. She'll now say thank Just you. one at a time. Each and every one together. And give me this little mask. 
I mean, they ever have to give to the media. Mm. Yes, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if that came through very loudly. Um, we got we enough. got the sense of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. But just sort of, you know, she's somebody who's who's had some need there and just wanted to say thanks um, for for receiving her little package. Um, that I'll, I'll uh, here's another one actually. I'll, I'll just point to this. So these guys, I think I can zoom in. Oh, you go. So there's a lady there. She put on her face mask before we came to the door. It's a bit dark in there. And then this is the two of the team members just offering to pray with her. And that was another really lovely part of this. We brought along the the food stuff. And then for every single person who received, the team said, you know can we pray for you? And a specific question was, if God could do one miracle in your life, what would it be? And um, there were lots of different requests, different people, some asking for healing, some asking for, you know, that, uh, just that not for themselves, just for the COVID-19 crisis to, you know, be done, et cetera, et cetera. A, a number of different responses from different people, but, but each one was a really significant connection with those people. Um, so that was important. Um, this lady, I'll, I'll play a tiny clip from her in a second. She um, had lost her memory, um, and so didn't really understand what was going on with us bringing stuff to her. But she just kept saying over and over and over again, um, you know, I, he says, I, I love him. I love him. I know I love my Savior. I love my God. Mm. And I know he loves me too. And, and then, and, and you were here in a second, she just went, and then when they were off wanting to praise him, um, so I'll play that for a second, but just, this is very... I will praise him after he died. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. Father God, I love you. <laughs> so it was only a short clip, but she just kept on going on about, I love you, I love you, God, I will praise him, I love him. And I just, you know, the team afterwards was saying, gosh, if they lose their memory and that's the only thing they're left with, what a great thing to be left with. But, um, but that day she was left with some prayer and some more groceries to help her make it through. And the, the community around, like, you know, people sort of came and watched. And each time we prayed, people gathered as well um, to, to listen and pray. That's another lady there being prayed for by one of um, somebody from our home church. Um, and then this, when I just play, this is a, a, a blind lady. So she just sort of says this. I am a blind lady. <laughs> My name is Patricia Bratway. Okay. Um, and then she just says thanks. Thank you, whatever name, whatever people are here. Um, thank you, everybody, for what you have offered to me. I, I pledge my, to the Lord for this help. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Just real, so there was really, really special sort of her and others, um, you know, just the, the gratitude that came. Mm. And, and even I'd say one other significant thing sort of in the story, so the day before this, we went into the community and then with a couple of the team members and just connected with some parents from both kids and the youth club. And um, as we chatted with them, we sort of said, look, we really want to help the elderly and those in real need. Can you help us find them? And it was beautiful. Some of these kids club mums, they weren't getting anything for themselves, but their kids have been blessed by being part of the clubs over these years. And they said, yeah, sure, that's a great idea. And so they were just leading us around all these little narrow pathways and alleyways up these high rise buildings up on the top floor and all these different places, just so that we could find and make a list of everyone to receive 
And so then when we went through, we just we knew exactly who we were going to. Um, and I think that was a real touching thing, seeing the parents wanting to make sure that the elderly were taken care of and the vulnerable were, were looked after. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting chatting to Arion too. There's a sense in which this is the moment for the church to be stepping up. This is like uh, governments are not going to fix the problem, particularly in places like Jamaica and Albania. Uh, and and uh, it's not going to be simple. And particularly if this goes now for months, there's some pretty real challenges ahead. Yeah. Uh, but this really is a time. I'm grateful to hear that you're getting support from around the world. And, yeah. uh, and, and But really, my guess is we're just scratching the surface and we're, and we're just preparing for what is to come. And, and, the, and the reality is if this does get loose in Jamaica, it's going to be fairly serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how many ventilators do you have in the main hospital in Kingston? I, I couldn't give you an exact figure. I, I did hear that they bought in another, whatever it was. Um, what did I say another before? 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. For, um, and that's the major hospital in Kingston? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we actually, one of our neighbours is one of the team leaders down there. She leads, she's a doctor, senior doctor, and has been down there for a long time. So... I've, I've been loosely chatting with her about how we can support her if things get bad. Um, her, her, it was funny. I said to her, what can we do to support you guys? And she just looked at me and she said, don't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was her, her first request. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, um, um, it's... So at this stage, you know, we're, we're doing what we can at a community level. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep asking that question. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So how can people be praying for you guys and for Jamaica at the moment? Yeah. Um, I, I think um, it's one of the guys at my, my church on Sunday was saying that, that, you know, pressure is something where, you know, everyone has their personality and then when the pressure comes, then you see the character. Mm. <laughs> you know, but personality is what people like to project. Um, and, and I think that's, that's true. And so it's bringing out the best and the worst. And, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, some people already have been taking advantage a little bit of this kind of situation. So, so you know, protection, safety, for that stuff to be limited. Um, but uh, um, I, I, would, I would really say to pray for that, that curve not to get into that exponential growth. Just today, the news is very concerning. The fact that we've had another, you know, we were creeping up incrementally, but suddenly to have sprung up 32 cases in a day, that's, that's quite concerning. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, prayer that that would be to be contained. I mean, they've shut down that particular call center and isolated everybody who's part of it, isolated a whole community. Um, the government's quite skilled at locking communities down. We've had enough security issues over the years that the government knows what to do. And people are used to that. People are used to living in lockdown. So, sorry, quick side. I was listening to a Bob Marley tune the other morning as I was cooking some breakfast. And um, he talked about this morning, I woke up in a curfew because he grew up in Trenchtown and he was used to that. But now the whole of Jamaica's <laughs> <laughs> finally learned what it means to sing that song. <laughs> um, so we... We're having curfews, a lot of curfews, um, but the Jamaican government's used to it and the citizens are used to it. So really pray that those measures would work 
and 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 I think recognizing that this is not a sprint it's going to be a marathon so praying for particularly for God's people to be sustained in in what is a what is a Christ-like response to this crisis I think that would be a major thing to pray for yeah absolutely well I'm hoping uh, to come back to you in uh, a month or two to get a clearer picture similarly with Arion and I'm catching up with my mate, our, our mate, Gar- uh, Francis in Ghana next week to get a sense of how things are going over there. Because yeah, um, it, it is a journey we're all on. And I think part of the reason I'm doing this is for us in Tasmania, it's really important that we're seeing bigger and seeing our place in the world and where mm. we can help to be ready to give a hand. Mm. Uh, people can give a hand to uh, Fusion in Jamaica, can't they, if they, if they wanted to? Yep. Uh, how, how, would they get in, how would they get your details or follow that through? Um, so the best thing would be to email me um, and the easiest email for that is uh, david.campbell at fusionjamaica.org. Um, so email or you can WhatsApp me, but you, you, Matt's got my details if anyone needs yeah, them. Absolutely. So, you can get to me and yeah. I'll, I'll get to David. And, I'll, yeah. I'll, and uh, as we edit this, I'll put the, the thing up on the screen there so people can yeah, see. Yeah, there you go. Cool. cool. Well, thanks, mate. Thanks for yeah. uh, taking the time to have a chat. Yeah.